0: Today, I want to uh, touch on a subject that is just right in front of our face. It's something that every one of us have dealt with one way or another in maybe one area of our life or in multiple areas of our life, and it's the word straddler. You know what a straddler is? Yeah, right there. That's not Forrest Gump getting ready to take off, folks. That is a straddler standing right over the line i don't know which way i want to go we find that this is a pretty common thing in people's lives but it can happen for multiple reasons you think well i'm not a straddler but maybe i am sometimes people are straddlers because they're simply uninformed i i don't i don't know what to do i don't know what this my, I don't know what might happen if I go that way. I don't know what might happen if I go that way. Sometimes people are straddlers because they're just indecisive. I, I know I've heard all the information, but I just haven't made up my mind. Sometimes people are straddlers because they're ambivalent emotionally about it. Yeah, I've heard all the information. I like this. I like that. But I don't know if I like that, and I've got a fear about that. Sometimes people are straddlers because, and you know who you are, they're people pleasers. And if I go over here, somebody over here is going to be upset with me. You know who you are. But if I go over here, then I've got somebody over here that's going to be upset with me. You know, you won't believe this happened, but in a church I served several years ago, there were three ladies on this side of the line, so to speak, and one lady on this side. They all sang in the choir but they stood on opposite sides of the choir. Now those of us in leadership knew this was going on and if this one lady sang a solo, these three ladies for whatever reason had to go back to the restroom together. If this three ladies were singing in a trio, this lady happened to answer the call of nature at that time. People pleasers. I don't want somebody upset with me, or I am upset with somebody. And so, therefore, I will just stay on the line. That way I'm I'm ready to move whichever way I need to go. Boy, it sure is quiet in here today. Oh, I'm just getting started. Sometimes we straddle because we're compromised, and we know it in our heart. And somebody may call us out. So I'll just stay right here where it's safe. Sometimes we straddle because, and you know who you are, you're procrastinators about everything. So I'll just get around to it. Sometimes people straddle because they're just not motivated. I need somebody to kind of push me along. Sometimes it's complacency. Sometimes you're just torn. I want all of it at the same time, but they're on opposite sides of the line. And I'm sure that we could come up with other reasons. But now that we've expanded a little bit without being totally exhaustive, we realize we may all straddle at times. And sometimes it may seem like the right thing to do, maybe it is, but when it becomes a way of life, and just finding this neutral, You don't go anywhere when you're neutral. You don't back up, you don't go forward, just neutral. And I'm convinced there's a lot of people who's just straddling in life now. I wonder if I ask for a raise of hands and I'm not, how many quit watching or listening to the news because I'm just tired of all of it. So I just straddle because I really don't know what information is going on and I don't know if I trust it anyhow. And because, you know, all this stuff going on and, and all the opinions when I go to work, I just want to cocoon. I don't want to hear it anymore. I just want to go home and sit in comfortable clothes and turn the TV on or get in front of a laptop or just play with my iPhone a little bit. Candy Crush. Oh, you do not think I knew about that, huh? Straddlers. Hebrews 10:39. What a powerful verse. It simply says, but we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. But of those who have faith and we preserve our soul. Wow. Whew. Wow. What a word. Now again, obviously it can go to some extremes, but the straddlers do get involved in this. Because if you straddle long enough, you know what you do? You're shrinking back. There was one time in my life I was very on fire for God. I I, I got involved, but I shrunk back. I used to be the first in line to help somebody else, but you know what? I got my hand bit a few times and I just shrink back. Boy, it is quiet in here today. I'm tired of getting burned. I'm tired of getting used. So I'll just shrink back. I I find that caring for somebody, is exhausting. I can remember, I was a teenager, late teenager. Long story short, I'd met this man at a factory. He was quality control. I was just an employee, third shift. I got witnessing to him, this man's life was jacked up, messed up. All kind of stuff. I I can't go through the whole story other than finally, after a year and a half of knowing this man and witnessing to him, he came to church our pastor was not preaching that day. Another young man was preaching. It wouldn't a matter if he preached on the three blind mice that morning. That man in the congregation that came there that day was ready. His soul was ripe and he walked down to an altar and gave his heart to the Lord. Oh, the story's just getting started. Because after that, then he would call me. Now here he is, an adult man. But his wife had left, took the children, Everything was upside down. This is a man that had addiction after addiction after addiction. He went home. He flushed his quaaludes down. The, he burned up all his weed. He burned up the pornography. He, he, he poured all the alcohol down the commode. But he started calling me. And I would have to go to his house and spend the night with him. Because he was afraid he was going to mess up. Wanted to be accountable. I would have to stay with him in the stench of a house. Everything upside down. And then go to work for first shift. Getting very little sleep, if any. I can remember. The reason I told you that story is. Already the Lord was dealing with me about the role of my life. Being a shepherd, a pastor. And I thought, God, how in the world can I ever be a pastor? When one person is taking me down. See, I don't tell a lot of these stories. But the weight of responsibility of caring for somebody. Those of you that's been caregivers for health reasons. Wears you out, doesn't it? And if we're not careful, we'll lose our edge when it comes to the gospel. And caring for somebody to walk with them. Many times, you know, I say things just irritate us and provoke us to thought. AA does church better than we do is one of my statements. And what I mean is they'll sponsor somebody. They'll walk with somebody. When it comes to church, I I just like it to where I come to a service and then I leave and I disconnect. If you're not careful, you'll wind up just straddling. Sure is quiet in here today when we've gotta care for the souls of those who are going to hell, do we care anymore? Again, we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed. See, life on purpose means I'm gonna step up and it may cost me a lot as sacrifice, but it's better than just doing nothing. Can I hear an amen? You are with me. The Bible's filled with story after story, verse after verse, pushing us all through. In other words, we realize people of all cultures, of all times have dealt with straddling. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Who is on the Lord's side? Again, choice. Jesus comes along teaching, are you gonna be a man that builds your life upon a rock? or upon the sand. Broad is the way to destruction. Straight and narrow is the way to everlasting life. Verse after verse, story after story, coming back to the fact that if we're not careful, we'll straddle. And the possibility of shrinking back because I got hurt, wounded, tired, weary, or life just got in the way, and I find myself just back here we're not gonna be those who shrink back and are destroyed. We are people of faith who preserve our soul. Wow. The only thing that keeps us going is we'll get in the fight. We'll care, we'll shed some tears. My God, this is good preaching, Pastor. You're doing a good job. I'm telling you, the enemy's duped us. How many of us, without a raise of hands, have said in the last week, I just don't care? Because we get weary. We get tired. We get tired of our own family. Amen. Our children, our grandchildren, our spouses. Because there's a war going on, folks. There's an enemy of our soul, Folks. And if he can get us discouraged and straddle. (laughs) (laughs) Hebrews 10 says, trample not the Son of God under your feet. And Get ready for this because most of us didn't even know it was in the Bible. And outrage the spirit of grace. Whoa. I thought grace was this cool stuff. That just coddles me and holds me and makes me feel warm and fuzzy. But I can outrage. Can I go to the Brooks commentary on this? You can tick the spirit of grace off. Wow. Powerful stuff. Again, Paul's writing, and we know this passage well in Philippians 3, Forgetting those things behind, I press. I press forward. I keep pushing. You see, there comes those times we, pu- we can't straddle. I got to push. Amen. I don't feel like it, but I know I've got to. Amen. If I'm going to get better, I've got to take the medicine. If I'm going to get better, I've got to do the therapy. If I've got to get better, I've got to keep on putting one foot in front of the other. My emotions haven't caught up with me yet, but come on, lady, come on, get going. Do any of you ever talk to yourself? It's a good thing. Self, we're going to have a powwow. Get with it. But I don't feel like it. Get over it. Can we even get more real today? What about the warnings of scripture? How many of us believe there's a judgment? How many of us believe there's a rapture? And this rapture is for whom? Those who are looking, those who are longing, not those who are straddling. I'm looking for him. I'm weary today, but I'm looking for him. I'm feeling great today, but I'm still looking for him. I believe the message. You see, this is what it comes back to, believability. Do we believe the gospel report? And so again, don't be halt between two decisions is another passage. Don't straddle. Serve the Lord with gladness. With all of your heart, all your mind, all your strength. Amen. This believability is something we look for every day in our politicians. don't we? If we hear a politician, don't we want to believe in them and their message before they get our vote? Amen. Amen. What about preachers? Do we want to believe in that person delivering that message? Yes. And the message that they're preaching? Yes. That it is truth? What about sales? That person behind that counter just, they're dressed nice, they're perfumed well, they're they're very glib, they're articulate in their language, they're very informed on the product. But don't we want to believe they're telling us the truth before they get our sale? Do I dare go to the next one? What about the media? Don't we want to find believability? Don't we want to find somebody, whether it's a national news syndicate or, 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 or a periodical or whatever, we want to be informed, but we want to believe the report that that person's delivering. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll have a little fun with you. What about weather forecasters? Just <laughs> <laughs> are here. Don't you want to believe them? Yeah. How many of us Have heard the weather reports like, ah, I don't know why I listen to that. I don't believe in that guy. Come on, raise your hand. Come on. They got it wrong four out of five days last week. (laughs) Believability. And here's where we got to really pay close attention. If there is a rapture of a church and he's coming for those who are looking for his return and longing for that return. If we believe that there is a heaven and a hell, then I want to live in such a way that I'm preparing to live in eternity with Christ and not go to a hell. Again, the warnings. Philippians 3 goes on a little bit further and it just opens up our eyes and it speaks about these people and the word gets real strong and says, it calls them dogs and evil doers, that they are enemies of the cross. When Pam was singing earlier and talking about our sin and that there is a forgiveness offered, not just a part, but the whole. But there are enemies of the cross. They come in among us. But they don't like the cross. Matter of fact, they hate the cross. Oh, we love the cross Jesus was on. But when Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me, we don't want that thing. The Bible says they're evildoers. Dogs. Because again, we've got to get serious with this thing. There's no straddling. Love the Lord thy God with all... Again, am I sold out? Do I believe and am I living my convictions? Am I like Paul? Am I persuaded about God and his word? Gotta get him tougher. Do I have a healthy fear of God? The one who's going to judge me. When this life is over, whether it's 20 years upon the planet or 102, there's a God who's going to judge me. We're living in a time of just straddling. Everybody just do what they want to do. We'll come up with new terms for it. Just do what you want to do. Come on, somebody. You know where we are. You're hearing it from your children. You're hearing it from your grandchildren. We're finding the debutantes, the celebrities, just pushing lifestyles and just going on. And that's why he goes on, he said, They're dogs, they're evildoers. Their God is their belly. Just selfish, just exploiting it. Their God is their belly. They're libertines. They glory in their shame. Does this sound familiar with reality TV? Come on, somebody. I wish I had all that money. I wish I could just do this and just living lavishly and just doing whatever I wanna do and coming up with a new title for it and just flaunting it. Where's the morality? Oh, we're not allowed to use that word anymore. We're woke now. Oh, pastor, don't you go there. What are we gonna do when our children contest it, our grandchildren? Well, everybody else, yeah. But I'm not going to straddle. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. This is the position. There's a God who's supreme, who is sovereign, who is merciful and long-suffering and loving, but is also judge. Child, I know what you're hearing, but this is what the Word of God tells me. I have a fear of this God. Jesus himself said, don't fear those who can kill the body. Fear the one who can take the soul as well. I trust what's happening to the church of Jesus Christ upon the planet. is that once again we're getting back to the roots and back to the basics and back to the foundation in which this thing was built. We've been blessed. Oh my but there's a gospel that offers us everlasting life. But if we turn it down, there's a hell that will be thrown into the lake of fire for an eternity. How many of you want to go to hell today? Huh? No no takers? You want to go to hell? What about your children? What about your grandchildren? So we come back to this message that Paul realized. There's broadcasting, there's an easy street, but he says that the end of it is the ways of destruction. So I wanna finish this message with this because it affects every one of us. There's another reason why we straddle. There's another reason why we quit and we just stand without direction. And we're not talking about standing under the promises of God. We're talking about just life in general. On the screen, you'll see an image of a snake. And you'll notice that snake is, yes, yeah, swallowing an egg. That's not a cartoon, it's reality. This egg-eating snake. But I want you to see that visual and realize That's exactly what Satan offers to do and wants to do in every one of our lives. The Bible tells us about that snake in the garden, but it's referred to again in Revelation 20. Yes, Satan, the devil, the serpent of old. Same description. What we realize about him, he is a preemptor. You see, what you're really seeing is that snake is stealing the future Amen. of the next generation. Oh, my. Quiet. Quiet. It's true. Quiet. I believe it. Hushers. This snake. It's a trick of the enemy. Understand with what we're dealing with today, the enemy's always coming after the young. We have an abortion debate today. Pastor, you're going to get political here. Who's the giver of life? Look back at Moses. Before Moses could become this lawgiver, the enemy tried to take out Moses. When Jesus was being born again, there was a preemptive strike upon all young. Just keep your attention this way. This is an ongoing trick of the enemy. That isn't just about your children. It is also about you. Because the enemy is a preemptor. He's always attacking that which is about to give life about that which is about to open up promise, about that which is getting ready to give you breakthrough. Listen to me today. Many of us, when trials come, when temptations come, we find ourselves saying things like, I'm just going to give up because the devil always knows. I'm so discouraged, I'm going to quit. You see, the enemy knows exactly the power of discouragement. But it isn't about the attack of what's going on now, it is about stealing the victory that's just ahead. That serpent of old, the preemptive strike in the garden, the preemptive strike even with Jesus's ministry getting ready to open up, who was it that met Jesus in the wilderness? But that serpent trying to steal the very kingdom that Jesus offers us. I want you to stand with me today.